welcome to the Iceman, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Hey everybody, welcome back to the studio. We're excited to be here today. It's beautiful weather outside. I don't know exactly how long it'll be before you guys hear this, but it's our first 60 degree day today in the Twin Cities, which... Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was kind of amazing. Yep. You fished this morning, I right, went, I went fishing this morning, went trout fishing this morning, so that's yeah. kind of... Spring is in the air. Uh, we were out yesterday and I felt like I needed sunscreen on. Uh, I did get sunburned yesterday. Yeah. And I got sunburnt even worse this morning. It's that time. Yeah. It's exciting. And it takes about 10 minutes. I mean, we haven't seen the sun like this. For <laughs> There's months. a lot of skin that's been hidden for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got a special guest uh, joining us today by phone, Mike Burke. Welcome, Mike. You're coming to us from Productive Alternatives. Welcome. Thank you for being here tonight. Yeah. Thank you, guys. So, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the name Productive Alternatives, but I'm sure most of you will be familiar with the products from them, specifically the Big Dipper Ice Scoop and the Little Dipper Ice Scoop. I used a Little Dipper X, what's the XLH or something like that this morning. That's right. It's, yep. It is absolutely my favorite ice scoop of all time. See, and I'm a Big Dipper guy. Well, I didn't drill very big holes this morning so because <laughs> we were trying to have the trout not turn in the hole. That was the biggest problem. <laughs> oh, sure. What's the, what is the X, what is it? Letters XL what? XLH. And what does that stand for? Uh, it's the little dipper, but a really long handle. Oh, so that little means scoop size. The scoop size is the small size there scoop, which is really, really nice for normal oh. size holes. Um, and it works in like a six inch or a seven inch hole, but then the long handle is so I don't have to bend over as far because I'm tall and it's, it's a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Well, I guess that's something that clearing up right away. Cause I always thought little dipper was a shorter stick. Versus no, the shorter. They have a longer stick with a smaller dipper. I'm guessing XLH is extra long ha handle. There you go. Oh, look yeah. at you, Tom. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> that yeah. Made, that made it a lot more simplistic than what I would have thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little dipper and the big dipper. I think it's such a, it's a really easy to use scoop. It's a great design. Um, but I think the thing that's super exciting about your organization, Productive Alternatives, um, is is your business model and the way you guys go about creating your products. Um, you know, Mike, I don't know if I met you last year or I met somebody else from your business um, at the St. Paul Ice Show. Were you there last year by any chance? Yep. Yep, that was me. Were you up on the upper level or kind of by the entrance area? Yeah, pretty close to the, uh, on the, on the lower level, but real close to the, uh, actually right by the bar. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Everybody remembers where the bar was. Sure. So yeah. Sure. Well, uh, right on the lower. Yeah. It must have been you that I talked to then. Um, and yeah. I, probably. And I, I was just walking around. You know, where the tuned up booth is there, and yep. I was on a break at some point, and we were just walking around, and I came by and saw your scoops, and you were talking to me about how your business operates, and I thought it was just super intriguing and something that is uh, kind of important to me personally. Um, can you can you give us kind of a, a basic understanding of how productive alternatives works? Yeah, so so in the fishing world, we're a little unique for a couple of reasons. Um, we're a nonprofit business, uh, which probably a lot of vice fishing businesses maybe are too. <laughs> not probably intentionally, but maybe not. <laughs> Some podcasts uh, are for sure. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to sponsor us, uh, it's uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> One nonprofit sponsoring another. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're, we're we're a little bit unique, and and here's why we're unique. We're we're a nonprofit agency, but also our um, um, how the big dippers and our other ice products get made is we actually are a human service agency. 
So we use, uh, we, we employ persons with disabilities. Um, what we like to refer to as second chance employees do a lot of the production of our products. Um, those employees uh, really have serious barriers to, to employment. That might be mental health, it might be some legal issues, it might be some chemical dependency issues, or even combinations of all of the above. Um, so we employ those individuals um, under our production program, so that's, that's unique in, its, in itself. Uh, the other thing that's kind of unique about it, being a nonprofit in this, in this space, is that um, the purpose of our product is really to give back to our mission. And overall, our, in, our mission of our agency is really to to find creative ways and specialized ways to um, provide services to our clients within the communities. So, um, Productive Alternatives is a, is a probably one of the largest outstate agencies um, in social service agency. Um, we do lots of things besides just um, do production and, and make ice fishing products. We also are real uh, known for doing vocational skills. So we're, we're doing everything from job placement to job supports within the community. We're doing, uh, we do things as mental health crisis services. We do, uh, we actually run public transit in multiple locations. We have uh, housing. We have transitional housing for chemical dependency. So, so our agency is very vast, um, but what's kind of unique about it is that um, we enter into this ice fishing space kind of through history. Um, traditionally, we've been known as, as uh, an agency and as a business is that we provide jobs for persons with disabilities. So traditionally, we've had, uh, we may have large group of groups of uh, our actual clients assembling and building products within our agency. Through time, what has happened is we, we kind of stopped doing a lot of that large group stuff and we started specializing in job, creating jobs and jobs for people who, who are fairly independent but yet have some real unique special needs. So our products kind of come, come full circle. Um, they get created within, uh, within a labor pool that really needs a job. And at the same time, the the profits, if there are profits from the products, they then go back into the mission itself to create more jobs. So it's it, it's kind of a unique unique situation. Yeah, I think it's fascinating, and I think it's super admirable. Um, I we had spoke Mike on the phone a, a couple of days ago when we were getting set up for this about how um, I had a, a connection to your not your company specifically, but to a company in your similar line of business when I was in in uh, college. I went to Winona yeah. State University. And for a couple of years while I was down there, I had worked at a group home. And we had four residents, and our residents were mentally disabled, and they were adults. And they were employed by an organization that must be something similar to what you guys do. And I couldn't remember the name of it. You, you had mentioned a couple. Do you? Uh, there's a couple of them. Yeah, there's a couple down there. There's Winona um, Winona ORC, and I think there's a Winona DAC, so there's probably at least a couple. I feel like ORC um, right might have been what it was. Might have been. 
Might have been, yeah. But yeah, I just remember, similar. I just remember how how proud those those men were. They would get up, you know, every day, and they would go to work. They would they would ride on transportation to work, and and you know their jobs were relatively basic. I think I think most of them were involved in packaging pencils. I think that's what they mm-hmm. I think that's what they did mm-hmm. for their time. Um, and they were they were paid by the by the unit, I believe it was. So depending on how many pencils were packaged was how much their checks were. And, you know, they had various degrees of disability. So we had one resident who went in and put a full eight hour shift in and came, Mm -hmm. came away with a, you know, a decent, decent wage. And we had another resident who spent most of his time, you know, doing other things, coloring or whatever he needed to do. Um, And his, his paycheck obviously was, was, significantly less substantial, but either way, both of them or all four of them would come home feeling independent. And it was really a neat deal to just see how it was giving purpose to these people who I think, like you said, people who are traditionally hard to employ or, or I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but yeah, it was real, it was really neat. And, you know, these are men who most people in the community probably don't spend a lot of time thinking about what they do once they get out of school. And, you know, they they live full lives, and and this is a way to have meaning for them. I thought it was really neat. Yeah, no, we we've kind of uh, we, we've been around a long time. Um, Productful Turners actually was uh, created in uh, agency was created in 1956, so we've been around a long time. Um, the industry's changed some over time, but um, the primary focus their focus of the whole thing has really stayed. Stayed with that whole creating, creating um, services and creating vocational opportunities and creating community connections and, and the ability for our clients to really, really be a part of those communities that they're that they live in. Uh, we take a lot of things for granted in our in our life, but um, some of the really small things are very important um, to the clients that we serve and uh, and mean a lot. Um, that paycheck any size paycheck um, was certainly part of it. But uh, the other part of it I think that's important is if you think about the the actual um, friendships and the people that you know best and the people that are most like you and do things and like to do things that you like to do are those who you meet through work usually. Um, And and so that's, that's what we've really created is we've created this, this uh, family outside of your family um, atmosphere with our clients. Um, giving them opportunities to do things that that um, you know 50 years ago people didn't even think was possible. Um, our services largely started out of what used to be um, state hospitals. You know, persons with disabilities went to state hospitals, and and that's where they lived. Um, they don't exist anymore. So those those clients now are part of our community. They're part of their work and part of their living arrangements and everything is based on the fact that that's part of the community. So that's, that's where we focus. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, I I mentioned, uh, I think when I spoke with you before that I have uh, as a, as a school teacher, I I definitely know that there are people who are, who are going to grow up and and be beneficial, benefited by programs like yours. And, and it just is a peace of mind, you know, Speaking just from what I've seen from the residents that I worked with and talking with their families and their parents and, and just knowing how, how glad that they were to know that their, that their 
loved ones are being cared for and being treated with respect and being given purpose. And I think the purpose is the big one, right? I mean, if you don't have anything to go for, like you don't have anything to do during the day and stuff. I mean, they truly have a purpose there. And also they're kind of building a cool product too. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure probably quite a few of them still use your products. Um, and I'm, you guys make more products too, right? Yeah, we actually have about, I think right now in our ice, primarily ice fishing products, we have about a dozen different, um, different items that we, that we sell. Um, as you said, probably the, the most known, um, the most visibly known. And also once you have one, you know what it is, uh, is the dipper products, which are a big dipper and the little dipper, which is a, a short handle and the smaller scoop. And then the Little Dipper XLH, which is the longer handle with the smaller scoop. And we um, also just this year, just as a heads up, we introduced another version of the Big Dipper. It's identical other than it's pink. So I, we, we have this, the scoops are pink. So. I've seen that one. <laughs> that Facebook ad has popped up on my on my feed for the okay. last several several weeks. And I, I that was actually one of the main reasons I reached out to you guys, because it jogged my memory from the conversation that we had had last year at the ice show. Yep. Yeah. So I'd say we're, we're actually we kind of did a test run a little bit during this ice season because we kind of missed the, missed the time frame. But um, next year, there'll be more available. They'll be available on all three of the models in the pink version. So... Um, that's a big one. Um, another one that's still really popular and has been around for a long time too is the rattle wheel, which is the wood rattle wheel with, oh, with totally. the bells and with the bells in the middle. Holy smokes! Um, I think I think I've used all your products my entire life. Just didn't realize didn't realize where <laughs> they came from. I didn't realize that yep. was you guys either. Yes, that is us too. So a lot of it, it kind of took it goes through uh, dips and valleys and ups and downs with sales of them, but. What has really happened now with the real surge of, of wheelhouses and all the permanent wheelhouses and things going on, um, there's been a big surge again for that original rattle wheel that, that we create. And the cool thing about it is with a dipper or with a rattle wheel is the fact that somebody hand makes that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, there's not two of them that are exactly the same because everyone is made by hand by a person um, from pieces. So um, those are our two biggest products. We also do um, do some plastic versions of the rattle wheel, and um, we do various versions of the rattle wheel itself. Um, you know, with a clamp mount to a long arm to a ceiling mount, different mounting brackets. A um, couple other things that have been kind of popular again, and they kind of go through cycles. But um, we make a product called Fish Alert, which is an audible. Uh, alarm so you it works the same as a rattle wheel um, it's a smaller spool with a smaller plastic spool but as the line goes out it makes an audible audible beep mm. so you'll start to hear it beep um, that one is coming back again um, a real simple product that we do is called a rod lodge which is a foam foam insert for a five gallon pail that keeps your rod separate um, a lot of people carry them if you do a lot of walkouts and ice fishing they'll carry the rods in a five gallon pail with that piece sitting there for sure um slush inhalers we've had for quite a while um okay that, that's starting to get weird because it's like you're talking about all my stuff that i buy this is the back of john's <laughs> truck here yeah I, I have i have i think i have like five little dippers now 
Okay. I have, I have two yep. in the back of my truck right now. And that's, <laughs> I, I just, I had never knew that it was all part of the one company. Yep. Yep. Well, and it's kind of weird because, you know, we're called productive alternatives, which, you know, you, we're not called little dipper or we're not, you know, we don't brand off of that name necessarily. So um, that's a little bit unique and people don't know that that's who we are sometimes, but uh, flush inhalers that we do eight inches and 10 inch ones. There's a the large uh, cylinder that's a one time, uh, again, becoming pretty popular with those who are buying nice, real nice permanent wheeled houses. Now um, you can take out all the flush in one, one shot and take it outside and get rid of it. So, um, that's another one that's been pretty popular. Yeah, those those work great. If anyone's ever used those yep. in a wheelhouse, is that the one that's made out of aluminum? It's like a like a yeah. cylinder. Yeah, yep. and you just yeah. slide it down yep. the hole, flip the little yep. flapper on yeah. the bottom, and then pull all the slush mm-hmm. up at once. Yep, yep. So that one that one is like I said has come back a little bit too with the with the, all the the more permanent houses. Um, we do other products outside of ice fishing, which nobody knows, <laughs> <laughs> just because it's just we're you know we just do them. Um, probably the product we sell the most of is called a Stratus rain gauge. Um, hmm. It's an actual uh, rain gauge that uh, it's got an outside uh, injected molded cylinder and then a smaller cylinder in the middle. You've probably seen them. Mm-hmm. You probably don't know that it's us. Um, it's actually like a it's a uh, the official rain gauge of the National Weather Service. It's, I mean, so it's very popular, sold all over. Um, so you do a few is- other things. Yep. I was going to say your, your employees have to be pretty proud of what they're doing. I mean, yeah, you guys make some really high quality products. Yeah. And how, and how it kind of comes about is because back in those days when like you were talking about, like, you know, they might've packaged pencils or did some of them things. You're, you're, when you're doing labor for somebody else or you're just building someone else's product, that that comes and goes you know you might have ten thousand of them today to do but tomorrow you might have none and it's really difficult to always create that every day when you come here you have something to do and you have that workflow that gets really hard when you rely on someone else's business to give you the work but when you have your own product you can kind of mix and match them in and uh, they create the full day of work every day when you go to work so it's a little, it, it had its purpose. There was a reason why people got into um, trying to find products that they could create themselves. Where do your designs uh, come from? Well, that's an interesting story too. So a lot of the, a lot of the products, especially the ice fishing products, a lot of them were someone else's dream. Um, we incubated those ideas through us because we had the labor force and the ability to manufacture and distribute and package and all those things. Um, you know, uh, in fact, it, it, I'm meeting with a guy tomorrow about another product that he has that so somebody in the, you know, thinks, Hey, you know, this would be a great idea for ice fishing, or this would be a great product. I, I wonder if, you know, we can get some help with someone who's done this before and they come to us. And it's something it they have nuts and bolts and things put together and mayonnaise jar and whatever else they can find to make this product. They bring it to us and then we start to look at it and figure out, you know, what its purpose is and if there's a market. Um, we can start developing costs and things. So a lot of our products came to us from somebody else's design. 
someone else's idea. Um, we've tried lots of things over time. Um, some of them made it, some didn't. <laughs> Uh, the actual, the, the big, the big dipper, little dipper project actually was a hockey stick originally. Sure. Um, it started out, started out as what are we going to do with all these old broken hockey sticks? And they, we, the dippers came out of that. So, um, so it's kind of a, it, it kind of comes around. Um, it also lets uh, entrepreneurs and inventors within our region and state, uh, if they need somebody who can help them. Um, kind of get products started we've done that so it's kind of unique yeah I, i'm sure that there's a, a ton of ideas out there I, I mean i know that there's a lot of people that like to tinker with things john yep. i'm sure you probably got a few patent ideas in your head i was right gonna now. say i have one right now i'll even i'll even yep. share it you guys gotta get a mini dipper for the guys yep. running six inch holes now because uh that that could be because a six be. inch hole with a little dipper is a little snug a little tight. Yep. Yeah. If you had just one, yeah, just a, a smidge smaller, I, I would have had that too. Because certain application, I've learned a six-inch auger is ideal compared to an yeah. eight. Yeah. Moving around a lot. And yeah. Other things and, well, and yeah. it's more yeah. of the way the fish turn in the hole. I, yeah. I lose yeah. a lot less trout with a smaller hole than I lose ones with a bigger hole. Oh. Unique. That's yeah. good. Well, there we go. There you yep. go. There's your next uh, ten dollar idea. Call, call it the, the the little John. Yeah, yeah. I'm the all for John. it. There I mean, I just if you just send me one, I'm I'm happy as a clam to, to give you an idea. I think this is a great cause. Um, yeah. I I have uh, some family friends that have children with um, some learning disabilities and stuff, and I mean, it, to give them a fulfilled life later on is is an incredible feat, and I think it's something really really that hits home. I think we should take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk more about uh, the different uh, employment opportunities that, that you guys offer and, and how people can get a hold of you and, and uh, other services that you guys might offer as well. So All right. let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment after our sponsors here on the Ice Spin. Thanks, guys. Hey everybody, this is Dan from the Iceman coming to talk about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. If you're in the market for a new custom rod, check out tunedupcustomrods.com. Now is the time to be thinking of open water. We've got ice melting, we've got streams cropping up. Time to get your order in for a new Tuned Up Custom Rod. And I'm also excited to announce that Freedom Baits is still promoting and doing 10% off on their orders, ACPF10 for 10% off in your next order. They work great as crappie baits early spring under a little bobber or a float. And then I guess we're going to do a like-share contest well for another giveaway. Oh, yeah. Like-share on the Facebook and uh, Facebook page. I totally forgot to do our... Uh our, our uh, sponsor code for Tuned Up. Oh. So, yeah, if you're going to go on the Tuned Up website, make sure you use the code ICEMAN, one word, ICEMAN, to get yourself 10% off when you make your order. And that works for open water rods, too, which I'm excited for. We're going to be expanding our lineup, um, producing quite a few new open water rods, and we're happy to announce we should have quite a few stock rods in by the time this airs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I might have to take a few of them off your hands. No, you're not allowed to buy them. <laughs> your code does not work. My code doesn't work. Anymore. I bought too many of them. Yep. Sorry, sorry, everyone who's looking for stock rods. I bought them all last year. <laughs> well, welcome back. Uh, Mike, thank you for sticking on the line with us. We appreciate it. I think this has been fascinating for us to get to hear. I know John and I were just making eyes at each other when you were listing off all the different products that you make. It's uh, it's incredible to think of how many things that we're just very used to using in our daily lives. That and had no idea that. I mean, 
it's kind of to a better cause, right? It's not just right a company in China making them. It actually makes me feel better about now I'm going to order five new little dippers because I'm like, well, that, that make, they make great Christmas gifts, everyone. Um, were, were, you guys, were you guys the original rattle reel? Yes. Or the wood. Yep. The wood one with the bells. Yep. And the dowels. Yep. Okay. That's very cool. Cause you see those everywhere. Yep. Every, every rental house you I go know. into, they got five or six sitting in there. So it's almost as like norm as a Kleenex, you know, it's, it, <laughs> I mean, every, everyone's like, Oh, yep. that's a tissue. You know I mean? No one causes a, calls a Kleenex a tissue. They call it Kleenex. <laughs> I wonder how a little dipper or a dipper style would work for a landing net. Like a full length hockey stick with the, with just the, the part that hits the puck cut off and then a landing net attached to that. I, that would be that really might weird. Work. Or a metal. If you had made a metal one, you could use it for a fryer, like scoop out fish in your. The big, bucket. the big Dan. I just need a, I need a net for my yeah. new boat, and I think that'd be pretty neat. They, yeah. Do, cool. do, wait, do you guys make nets? I mean, we should probably ask. I mean, maybe you no, don't make any nets. <laughs> well, I mean, just wonder if you said, "Hey, we make Beckman nets," I'd be like, "I'm done." I'm yeah, not. Nah. <laughs> I'll write you a check once a year. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're, you're stock stockholder, right? There you go. There you go. Awesome. So we talked a, a little bit about the different people who work for you. Um, but one area that we didn't address was people who are uh, tough to employ because of legal issues in the back or mental health issues and things like that. Um, is that what is your dominant workforce? Is it is it people who are with mental disabilities? Is it the people with criminal records or? or um, in our production, yeah, in our production business, where most of our products are, well, all of our products are pretty much made within our what we call our production area, which is a separate uh, kind of a business on side of a business where we make all our products. Um, right now, a large portion of the, of the individuals that are producing the products are what we call second chance employees, um, persons that need a, need an opportunity, uh, may have made some bad decisions in their life and, and now are really, trying to get their stuff together and, and really are looking for that opportunity. Uh, we tend to ignore things like background checks and other things that uh, as long as they're not very serious uh, and let people get a second chance. If you think about uh, that, who's out there and who wants a job and somebody really wants a second chance at employment, uh, that's primarily who we're employing. We, um, do have issues, obviously. We have issues when you give people second chances that they might not be um, really completely committed to employment at, at this time. So we do have fairly high turnover. But when you find somebody who really wants to be there and they're so proud that, that they're finally um, working again and getting their life in order, and uh, when you hear stories about an uh, employer will say, geez, I, I got to upgrade and now I have a better apartment or I got my car back and I got my license again. And these things, I mean, if we think about those things and how in our life, how we take them for granted, but how important they are, um, where do you go without a license? Um, how do you get a job if you've had a felony record? How do, you, how do you get your life back? That's a large portion of what we're, we're doing in our production business. Yeah, so, I think that it's, um, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I think that it's, there's so many people that we know who have 
you know, had those mistakes happen in their past or they've, they've had issues that have, that have overwhelmed them for, for a season, but now they are, they're wanting to move back. They want to regain normalcy and having someone, having an organization that's willing to look past that or to, or to work with that, that background is, that's got to be so um, exciting and so refreshing for so many people. And then I think what you said about, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think what you said as well about people are not necessarily always fully ready to be, to, to, to commit to recovery or to commit to, you know, full change, but that, you know, people live on a continuum. People are not either all one thing or all another thing. And I think knowing that there's organizations out there like you who are willing to, to put in time and put in the effort and, and take a risk to some extent on hiring somebody who may or may not be, you know, a solid employee for long term. I think that's super, super uh, exciting. But it still gets people to get their life back in the, together. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I have buddies from high school that have done some poor things. Um, one just announced he's having a second kid. He's got a good full time job doing uh, driveways. And it's like, you know, I mean, he, he screwed up bad. In, not in, because he had a kid. But no, no, no. But I'm sorry. I shouldn't say it. Not because he had a kid. <laughs> I'm like, dang, I got three kids. Huh? What do you think? Well, you screwed up three yeah. times. I only screwed up twice. <laughs> um, but he, I mean, he, he, he messed up. He'll admit it. Um, but he's open about it. And he's openly admitted that, you know, his life was changed, changed because of an employer like your, yourself that you, you take a chance on these people. And sometimes they become your probably most dedicated employee of all time. Because they're, you gave them a second chance. It's a second chance at life. It's a second chance to have, you know, kind of what we define as a normal life. But I mean, it's it's an important thing. And then they feel fulfilled as a person too. Yeah, and and, and actually, our best success stories are really people who um, come and work for us for a while, and they get their stuff together, and then they find another job with somebody else. Because now they're employable, and someone else will give them that job, um, an opportunity advance. And they like said, you know, maybe it's a better car now, or a better place to live. Or it's, um, we we work with people who currently are in a halfway house. I mean, we work with people who are fulfilling some legal obligations still. You know, so uh, just to be that bridge and to be that second opportunity to say, hey, you know. Um, we're going to give you this chance. We really, we really think it's important that work is work is important. Work is important for everyone. Um, having that job and having that place to go and having purpose and structure, all of that stuff that we just kind of take for granted because we know we got to have a paycheck. Um, those are really important things when you really start to get down to it. Um, and and again, those relationships, um, the the people we like to to associate ourselves with and become our friends really we get from work a lot of them so um, that's important do you guys have relationships with uh, different like um, community mental health issue or community mental health um, um, I'm not sure how I'm trying to say this different organizations of where where people go to them to get support and then they reach out to you to to help people get employment or how do people get to you do people apply okay. online or how does that work um yeah so we 
we traditionally, what we do is we have, we have the regular process, you know, filling out an application. You can get them from our website. You can call our main office. You can, you know, various ways to get a hold of us to do that. But we're also connected to um, other social service type programs, mental health, community mental health programs. We actually provide another service in another building uh, within Fergus Falls. We actually provide crisis mental health. So it's one it isn't even about it or about a job. It's about that moment when you just need a place to stay for two, three days to really get your your life in order. Uh, we provide that. We do crisis line service. So we do mental health crisis lines where we may never even see you, but if we can help you, uh, we do that. We do everything from transportation services, right? Public transit. You, every community has those, the bus where you can call and get a ride around town or get a ride to the nearest shopping mall or whatever. We actually run about three or four of those in various communities throughout kind of the middle of the state. Uh, we also do um, some other services within uh, one program that we started as a kind of an experiment in a lot of ways, but it combines the the halfway experience of coming out of um, coming out of treatment for a chemical dependency. We used to, you know, think it was largely alcoholism or whatever. We it's it's lots more than that now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but those kind of situations where we actually have a residential facility where you can live up to six months, but a requirement of living there is the fact that you have to have a job. Sure. So. Part of that, again, is our mission is to get people back to work, give people that opportunity to work. But there's another part of working that that we kind of forget about is if you made bad decisions in your life, now you're sitting there and you can't go get an apartment. You can't go get any, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's the, that whole piece is missing because you've made some bad decisions and you may be at the bottom. We give you that six months track record of having a job and having a place to live. So now you can get your own apartment, you can get your own job. Um, so those kind of services on the mental health side, uh, transit side, we also do um, community placement. So we do a whole array of what we call our, call our vocational rehabilitation, where we'll, persons that we may never see in a building with us, actually we're providing those uh, job service placement um, support. Uh, you see uh, some of our clients working within the community and there's a job coach with them because they need someone there just to make sure they can keep their job or help them stay on track. Um, we provide all of those services. So we, we have a wide, wide perspective of, of perspective of services that we actually provide to the communities we're in. Are you guys connected at all with Minnesota Teen Challenge? We have done a few things, but not directly. Um, we have done some exploring about how we can connect, make those dots connect. Um, so maybe in the future, more directly, but uh, we, we know of them, yeah. I've had a, a couple of friends from high school that have benefited from them and just heard a lot about them through, through church and stuff like that. It's a remarkable program. Yep for sure. Um, how, how about for you, Mike? How did you get started into Productive Alternatives? All right. So um, I've been in this 
business, uh, the social service business, working with people, uh, persons with disabilities uh, for about just over 35 years, approximately 35 years. Um, I have run day programs originally for about the first 25 years before before this, where a day program would be similar to the DAC uh, or the ORC as you're, you spoke of earlier, sure, so a smaller sure. program. Um, I did that for 25 years. Um, then I moved from there. Then I started our took a job in Alexandria, Minnesota, and, and ran a program there for about seven and a half years. Similar, same type program. Then what happened was we actually merged with Productive Alternatives. So our individual program now became part of Productive Alternatives. So uh, I've been at Productive Alternatives for about about two years, I guess. And I have uh, my responsibilities. My title is actually Director of Operations, uh, which I I have a various responsibilities. I run six six day programs, which a day program is um, similar to the to the DAC. It's an in house program, but it's all for non vocational services. So it's community based non vocational services. So I supervise six of those locations. And then also the production business within our main location in Fergus Falls. So we have programs um, as an agency. Of, we have programs that start as far west as Moorhead. We have programs um, in Fergus Falls, Perm, Brainerd, Little Falls, Alexandria. And we just most recently opened one up in Hoffman, which is uh, south, south, a little bit south of Fergus Falls, south and east. And um, in them locations, we do various various types of services. That's awesome. So the people who are involved in all those different sites, they're not all they're not all making products. Is that in my understanding? That no, they're receiving no, various yep. different services. Yep, various different services um, in those locations. The products that you see and the products that we're referring to today all come out of our central location, where our office is as well, our central office. And that's based out of Fergus Falls. So that's where, where the original production business started, and that's where the business is now. Awesome. That's very cool. <laughs> do you do much uh, much in the outdoors, Mike? Are you a fisherman? I, I like to fish. Um, I don't get to do it as much as I'd like to, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do. Yes, I like to fish. Um, we actually have a place, place on a lake, so we, oh, nice. we do fish. My kids like to fish. I have uh, four kids, uh, all adults and married, and then I have nine grandchildren. So, oh yeah, you got uh, a lot of so stuff taking up your time. <laughs> we got we got lots of panfish to catch. Yes, <laughs> that's where you need that uh, that giant dipper for scooping up panfish. The little John. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That well, you got if you're up in Fergus, there's a ton of lakes up there for sure. Yes, that's yeah. like country. I, in my re- actually, I live I live in Ada, Minnesota, um, and I drive to all of those locations. And I but I have an office in Fergus Falls as well. So I'm trying to think where Ada is. I've heard I've heard of it. Uh, let's see. So, so easiest way way west. Um, easiest way between Moorhead and Crookston, about halfway in between them. Sure, sure. Familiar uh, with that, but we're about fifty miles from Moorhead. 45 miles. From and you drive all over to all those different locations. I I am supervised the locations in, I have three buildings in Fergus Falls, plus production. 
and then um, the building in Perm, building in Alexandria, building in Hoffman. So I supervise all of those locations. You are a busy guy. Yeah, that's a lot of miles. It's put on a lot of <laughs> that's miles. a lot of miles. <laughs> <laughs> how did uh, how did uh, COVID affect everything with you guys then? Uh, COVID was a disaster. Um, still kind of is. So so what happened? And I'll try to give you the short version. Um, last year in March, the government actually, the state actually told us stop doing services. So we went from um, our agency prior to. COVID was about a you know, about a seventeen million dollar operation. We hired uh, we had two hundred fifty three hundred employees. We had thousands of clients you know across our thing. At one time, we were down to about sixty clients and about uh, well, we had no clients for a while. We had very few clients, and we had we were down to you know probably a couple dozen staff left wow. at one at one point. So. So we went all the way to the bottom, and then we started working our way back up again. Um, we kept our production business going. We kept um, the essential people that we could just to keep our operation running. Um, and then slowly over time, we've been allowed to to open uh, open here and there, open you know at different capacities, and we've been through the whole thing. Um, so it's been very challenging, um, but it. More than anything, um, I just our clients. I just I uh, that whole isolation thing was just devastating for our clients, and uh, I'm so glad that we're able to get them back and start serving them, and um, we're moving the right direction. Was it hard to uh, like reestablish connections with people that you lost uh, prior, or you know during the, during the pandemic? Did some people just, um, just we lost slip, some. Slip, slip, um, slip to the wayside? Yeah. Yeah, we, we lost some um, just because that stop of service kind of a thing is, is difficult. Um, but for the most part, we've been able to just over time slowly just try to get them back. Um, and then we always say we have so many rules. We, we still have rules that for our serving our clients where we have to the group size and how many staff and they just they really – really made it difficult for us to serve as many people as we served before. So we're just starting to build that back. Well, that's tough for the whole community. I mean, you said you had that many employees. That's, that's yeah. a big impact on a lot of people yeah. that were just trying to get their lives back together. And then that happens. It probably yeah. made it a lot worse. Yeah. It was a, it, it was a very bad day when I had to, you know, basically lay off hundreds of employees. It was just, it was a bad deal. Um, Something I hope I never have to do again. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I've went through two layoffs in my life and they're not fun. I mean, no, it really, it demoralizes the people that are being laid off. And I think it's almost worse for the people that are staying because you feel survivors. remorse. Yeah. Yeah. You, you feel guilty because you have a job. And then you yep. also feel like you have to pick up everyone's slack because sometimes the work doesn't really go away a hundred percent. It right. kind of hangs around and you just, you, you, I mean, you feel awful about everything. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's people that, you know, um, it's employees and people that you're very close to. That's your, 
family away from your family, and uh, it's really hard to know that you're that you have to have to do that to them and their family. Uh, that's a, that was a really tough tough period, but we're we're working our way back. So, if people wanted to support productive alternatives, Mike, what's the best way to do it? Is it buying product or buying guys- a thousand little dipper? L- <laughs> well, we have lots. Of, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so, so we are a 501c3. So um, our agency is able to uh, receive donations, obviously, through those charitable, normal charitable donations. But we also have a web, actually started a website. Uh, we, we have a website that you actually can shop for our products can find them they are on our website which is productivemn.org so for everybody out there you can find us or if you just type in productive alternatives you will find us um, that is a way there is, there is the ability to give off the website but also i think remembering um, in this market and this business is to you know buy our products um, that gives people jobs. That that creates that money's going right back into the right back into the mission again. Um, that's an, that's another way to do that. Another way that I think people don't really think about is, is everybody listening. If you know businesses that need employees, if you need um, giving an opportunity to someone, I, it doesn't even have to be our client. Giving someone the opportunity to to get that job giving them an opportunity to, to really make a difference in their life. Um, that's really important too. Do you offer like short-term opportunities for, for companies? Like if a company had a special project that they had to do, like, like, know, like, a, like a move or like something a, like that, or a kidding yeah. type project or something like that. Yeah. So, so I, and we didn't even touch on that. Of course we do so many different things, but part of my production business, our production business is that we do, uh, we provide labor for other companies. So we, we do products that are not ours and we do the assembly, we do the packaging, we do the distribution, you know, the, the packaging, the shipping, the distribution, all of those part of things. So yes. So we are able to, um, to take someone else's short run project and say, okay, we need, you know, this many made and we need, uh, you know, them packaged this way and, and, uh, and then we can ship them. Uh, we can ship them that out of here. So, so that's an opportunity. We do a bunch of work for others, just our labor. Uh, we're, we're investing our labor in other other products and other manufacturers in the area. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely uh, we'll we'll um, we'll tag your your um, your website on our post and and try to get as many people as we can get there. We got we got plenty of listeners. We should get out and try to support as much as we can. Do you yeah. guys ever do like? custom runs of uh, ice scoops and stuff like that? I mean, would you ever, I guess, entertain that? Yep. We, we would. Um, we, we haven't done a lot yet, but I, our business is, is uh, morphing into to something a little more um, advanced now. So we, we're doing those. We're looking at those opportunities where in the past we just kind of, you know, did what we did and not worried about it too much. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm right just... now we are, yeah, we can do that. And we, cause I've actually been contacted by a couple of companies already that said, Hey, maybe we can do a custom made scoop or, a, um, or another ice product. So. Oh, absolutely. I'm just thinking of the big ones yeah. in, in Minnesota reeds yep. and, uh, and shields yep. and Rapala and stuff. I mean, if you guys are listening, yep. that's a, 
that'd be a great way to give back, um, you know, yeah. as a, as a big corporation. That's awesome. Well, Mike, we really appreciate your time tonight. Thank you for being on here and, and being willing to talk to us about this process. And, and I think that, uh, like I said, I was, I was super intrigued when I spoke with you at the ice show last year and, and just the personal history that I have with it. And I, I think it's super important yep. for, you know, for other people to know the work that you guys are doing, the important impact it's having on so many people who are in need and, and, and providing a real valuable service for things that we all use. I, I was just looking at your shop page and I'm looking through there and I'm like, man, a lot of these things are things that I'm really familiar with. And yeah, and I, just, I just didn't know they all came from one place. It's, I might as well just order yeah. direct from you guys. Yeah, <laughs> There you go. Well, and, and, and yeah, exactly. To, to my defense, the the little dipper ice cube has been kind of. It's one of those things that I I really rely on mm-hmm. for both. I mean, my kid was chipping out ice holes this morning for two and a half yep. hours with it. I mean, they're they're ultra durable people. They're not a disposable item. They last for no. and seasons. they're not crazy expensive either. No, they're I, I think I think Fleet Farm yep. they're like twenty two dollars or twenty five bucks or something like that. And you buy yep. the cheap ones for ten dollars and they fall apart every single year. You buy one of these and you have it lasts all all season mm-hmm. and many seasons more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mike, we really appreciate your time tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Yep. Um, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to hearing more about your products. I can't wait to see what else is up. Absolutely. There. Sounds right. great. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Iceman. We look forward to hearing uh, or seeing you guys, I should say, soon on another episode. Uh, hopefully on the boat pretty soon too, John. I hope so. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm, I'm almost ready to say ice is over. Yes. Have a great night, guys. We'll talk to you later.